The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockio Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton. We're starting our second hour where we're celebrating the birthday, the 90th birthday of Martin Luther King. His birthday was January the 15th. He was born in 1929. He was assassinated and died April 4th, 1968. So on the line, we have Faith Morris, who's the Chief Marketing and External Affairs Officer for the National Civil Rights Museum. Good, good morning, Faith. Good morning. How are you? How's it going in St. Louis? It, it's, it's cloudy. We're expecting, you know, the typical kind of uh, sleet, snow, freezing rain, uh, probably that you're going to be getting. Maybe you might get more freezing rain than we do. Yeah. Hi, Faith. You know, I've always been telling Ed Johnson, who walks the, the walk that we have here, that it seems like the Sunday when we have the Martin Luther King March, it's always the worst weather ever. But guess what? We get out there and we persevere. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the uh, Martin Luther King 90th birthday celebration. You have a really big uh, King Day 2019 going on, right? Oh, it's huge, actually. Um, What we do every year is we commemorate Dr. King's birthday. Uh, On April 4th, we commemorate his death. But on the birthday celebration, and we invite all to come, it's a big family day. It is a day where... We do focus on Dr. King's life and his legacy and his community service, and we encourage folks to think of him and doing good um, for families, um, for, you know, a day of service. Uh, And folks in Memphis take it very seriously, and folks travel in for it. We have some 600 volunteers that will be with us on Monday, and and we usually have about that. I mean, they really do uh, reserve that day as a day to come and give, and um, we start at 8 o'clock with um, folks will be lined up and ready to go through the museum, and and I got to tell you also that FedEx came in this year and wanted to provide free admission to everyone. Wow. So that's a big plus. That's so, huge. you know, we usually have at least, you know, 6,000 or so folks that come for King Day. And now with this free admission with a canned good or a donation of blood, because we do have those drives going during King Day, um, that's, that's a big add and a, um, a big plus for the day. Uh, usually the admission is discounted, but it ain't free. <laughs> so it's a wonderful thing, and we appreciate FedEx for doing that, and the community um, will benefit from that, absolutely. So folks can, can, can tour the museum. Um, we have two buildings. One is the Lorraine. And, you know, the museum is built around the Lorraine Motel. Some folks come uh, expecting it to be a hotel. No, it's a museum around the Lorraine Motel. So outside the facade looks much like it did in the 60s, in the 50s and 60s. Inside, it is 
a full museum that's a linear experience. So that's what, what our guests will be able to engage in when they're here, anytime they're here at the museum. So when people walk in, Faith, what, what are the kinds of things that they will see? What kind of exhibits do you have set up? It starts with slavery, um, because we feel that was really when everything, um, when civil rights issues were began in America for African Americans or, or, or blacks. And we needed to start it there so folks could understand why, who, who was enslaved, where they came from, and why slavery lasted for generations, why there were, you know, so many millions that were part of, uh, that were enslaved, and it was because it was, you know, the 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 um, foundation of the economy. If slavery went away, you know, it would be a huge, huge impact on the nation's economy. So we start there, and then we go to Jim Crow. You know, after um, slavery was abolished, and you know things were looking better, Jim Crow started, and we get folks that ask, well, who was Jim Crow? Of course, it wasn't a person. It was right. a set of oppressive laws. So we go from Jim Crow, we go to Brown versus Board of Education, we go to Montgomery, which is where Dr. King shows up, where the Montgomery boycott, we go to Birmingham, which is called Bombingham, and, and Dr. King was was um, wrote one of his you know most the phenomenal um, letters. letters from Birmingham jail. Mm-hmm. You go from there to March on Washington, where three hundred thousand folks were fighting for freedom and jobs. Uh, Dr. King was on the podium with with so many folks. And I think one of the things that you'll learn as you go through is we know everybody knows that top five, Dr. King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, you know. But the museum is really built on helping folks understand that there were some very ordinary people that did some phenomenal things, and they did it because they were trying to do better for their families. They were trying to make sure, you know, that things were happening, trying to register folks to vote. So we make sure you know these people and you hear from the history maker, you know, what it was that they were doing and how it was happening. Fannie Lou, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, so many names that are just not names that folks would just know unless you get into um, the, this history. You go from March on Washington, you, you go to Selma, and you take that that that. 50-mile trek from um, Montgomery to, to Selma, and you, you see what happened along the way. It's very interactive. We have these smart boards where you can see when you go to the lunch table, um, when folks were fighting just to be able to be served, and you, you see where so many other public demonstrations were happening. And folks are always surprised that it wasn't just in the South. Uh, it was all over, Alaska, Hawaii, you know, Seattle. I mean, it's all over, north, south, east, west. You had dirt in the fabric um, of our country that needed to be washed out. Yes, yes. One of the things that happened in Birmingham, and it was important for us to show this, and it, it shows how smart Dr. King was, he knew that if he didn't show what was going on, that all that, and we didn't call it terrorism then, but that's what it was, would only be confined, the knowledge of it is confined to where it was, right? Mm-hmm. So he started inviting media to follow. And in Birmingham, 
there were so many cameras that projected these images. The Children's March was happening, and they put dogs and hoses, and they, you know, knocked them down. They arrested them. These were babies. And those images went all over the world, and folks were appalled um, and couldn't believe that this was happening in America. It also was when folks started coming to the South, people coming from all over to really help make something happen. So that was genius to to get those images out and let people know what had been pretty much a secret to wherever, you know, that torture was going on. And, and that really um, turned turned some of the tide on public sentiment and also international sentiment. And there was pressure uh, being placed on D.C., Washington, to kind of change and get something, get their act together. Well, absolutely, because also as a part of the exhibit in Birmingham, it shows President Kennedy, who had never spoken publicly about it, not that he didn't know about it, but had never spoken publicly about it, he felt compelled and pressured to make a statement about it not being right and him sending in, you know, some help to try to, to, to get this done. He started with the White House. He, one of the reasons the, the Civil Rights Movement was so successful is that he knew that he needed to, it needed to be with legislators, and with politicians and with policy. Um, so that's why you have so many laws that were tied to it. That's why you have these acts that, you know, the Civil Rights Act of 1954 you know, and the Civil Rights Act of 1950, the uh, Voting Rights Act of 1955. Um, there were so many different articles to that because they tried to make it stronger each time. There were so many tied to the Civil Rights Act that people saw that it wasn't happening. That's when Kennedy started to really kind of push for the Civil Rights Act of, of legislation that he was working on when he got assassinated. And that, exactly. that ended up President Johnson actually kind of pushed through and said, you know, President Kennedy would have wanted to do this. This would be a great thing to do. And I don't know if President Johnson actually was supportive of that. He was he was Senate Majority Leader prior to that. And he was, he was kind of caught between a couple different factions on that. I look forward to getting down there and, and seeing these exhibits. We always like, my wife and I, we, we read everything. We like to and interact with the things. And so it sounds like you've got a, a great setup going up down there. It is. It is. So, you know, folks, the reason that we make uh, the museum a focal point of King Day, you know, one, it gives folks an opportunity who, you know, just haven't been through the year or are bringing big groups of children or whatever at a reduced rate to give them an opportunity to go in without having to pay the, the higher fee. Um, you know, it's free on Mondays from 3 to, to closing anyway for Tennessee residents, but this is a day that anybody who is, is here can come. Um, at, a, at a very reduced rate or free, you know, with the candidate. We're talking to uh, Faith Morris, who is the Chief Marketing and External Affairs Officer for the Natural Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, Tennessee. They have a great website. That's If you go to the web, you can catch them at civilrightsmuseum.org, civilrightsmuseum.org, and they're going to be having the King Day 2019 celebration coming up. Uh, this is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Grove. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back to In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton. We have Faith Morris, who is the Chief Marketing and External Affairs Officer for the National Civil Rights Museum on the air with us. And Faith, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about some of these exhibits that change uh, periodically that you have going on? Well, yeah. You know, what we do and, and what we've talked about so far were these were the permanent exhibits, those that tell the civil rights story. But we, we do so many exhibits in our changing gallery. Um, there's, there's one that's in our legacy building, which is called I Am a Child, that talks about, um, that's tied from I Am a Man, from the sanitation workers. Mm-hmm. Well, this was I Am a Child, and it has to do with the plight of these children at the southern border uh, as immigration. And it was it was kind of their way of speaking out and, and, and talking about how children have been treated as a part of this whole immigration crisis. We just finished with and for MLK 50, and hopefully you know that you know uh, Dr. King's 50th anniversary of his assassination, assassination right. was officially April 4th, and we really commemorated for a year and a half leading to April 4th, and kind of officially have finished uh, as of the 31st because it was such a significant milestone. Um, But we did a MLK 50 um, exhibit that was the first one that had ever really delved so deeply into his, his, him the man, you know, starting as a young man, as a, a, you know, he was a prodigy, you know, he finished everything early, Mm -hmm, right? to being the, the the civil rights leader that he was, and his family, and and Coretta, and so it was it was a pretty pretty elaborate, pretty phenomenal, uh, and it got lots and lots and lots of attention. So we just pulled that down, and now we have another one. I mean, but it, there's always something. What we what we try to do in those changing exhibits is to have it reflect what is relevant now you know what's going on now or even if it's historic there's a a link to it everything in our museum all of our exhibits have a contemporary um, partner all of them that makes sense you know we're still talking about education equity well it wasn't called education equity in 1954 (laughs) and, and through all those other times so every movement has something going on right now that's tied to it slavery human trafficking is huge mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so just think about those kinds of things and you have a lot of um, speakers that come in and book an author kind of things too right yes we do we, we we are always trying to make sure that we connect our audiences with folks that are making an impact um, many of them are authors some of them are icons some of them are new movement makers so that we're a lot smarter we think that if we know better we do better um, and our audience just eats it up, you know, it's a sponge, which is, is so good, because we need to know, you know, what's happening. And it's a great um, place for teachers to come down. You have some summer kinds of activities, correct? We always have. We always have. We have the Target grant, where uh, Target has, has funded um, Title I schools to come for free. We have um, so many field trips that these schools are doing. We've got colleges that insist that their freshman classes come to the museum wow, so that great. they understand better about diversity and, and 
and culture. Um, we've got our police departments and you know corporations that have really felt it a priority, uh, and 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 all the hundreds of organizations that that we work with, but feel it's a priority that this message, that this this education, that um, this learning opportunity be shared, you know, among their um, their constituents. We have strong relationships with with legislators. We are we are apolitical. You will never hear us telling you who to vote for. That's not our business. We're heavily into policy. What we're trying to do is is find out what legislators are doing and 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 how it impacts you know our our lives, our civil rights, our human rights. Um, so there's always something going on here. Well, Faith, I, I really appreciate you carving out some time to speak with us today, and it's uh, a very important work that you're doing, that you're a part of at the National Civil Rights Museum, and we really encourage our listeners to get down there and, and get a chance to go through that, and maybe they can uh, get down there for King Day 2019. Uh, it's not that far away from St. Louis, uh, but Faith, I, it really I really isn't. appreciate it. really isn't, and folks do drive in. They do drive in, and there's so much going on. There's a children's pavilion. There's a healthy community pavilion. There's all kind of testings going on. There's a main stage where performances are happening, you know, from from 10 to 4. Um, so it's, it's a full day. It's a fun day. We've got... Um, food trucks so you can, you know, you won't go hungry. And folks really do enjoy it. And the main thing is that we, we understand the reason for the day. I could talk to you for a, at least another 20 minutes. I know Ellie's shaking her <laughs> head. Yeah, you a, can. Yeah, another 20 hours, <laughs> well, I want really. To be, I want to be respectful of your time, though. Well, it just happens that people, I know you hear all this, no, I'm surprised you didn't say, can you go to a better room? And I'm in my office with my doors closed. No, we'd because, like the background. It's authentic. Well, you have plenty of background noise because folks are are busily running around getting everything ready uh, for King Day. We do this partnership with the Grizzlies, and we have this big thing that happens on Sunday where we bring in the sports legends um, and honor them. Oh, and, wow. um So there's a lot. There's always a lot. You guys have to come. Come see us. We will do that. We We will will definitely do that. Thank you so much. Faith Morris, Chief Marketing and External Affairs Officer for the National Civil Rights Museum. We thank you very much, Faith. Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you again. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye.